the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. In the challenging times we live in today, we believe that God's Holy Word is the single most important source to all the answers we need and are searching for. Jesus tells us in Matthew 7:24 that anyone who hears his words and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on solid rock. It is our hope with this program to help you grow in your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Lift Up Jesus is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church in Los Angeles, California. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us today. Take your Bibles quickly, turn to the book of Philippians, Philippians chapter 3, Philippians chapter 3. Today, grab your sermon notes, I want to speak to you on this subject, one thing to do, one thing to do. The Christian life in the Bible is referred to as a race to be won. The gun goes off, bang, the race begins. And it begins the moment you become a Christian. And I just want to ask, how many of you here today, you'd raise your hand and say, I am a Christian. Raise your hand if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. That's beautiful. If you just raise your hand saying you're a believer, you're in the race. Now, I want you to write this down. The Christian life, this race that we run, is a lifelong marathon. It is not a 100-yard sprint. It lasts for the rest of your life. And again, the moment you got saved, that's when your race began. And your race that you run does not end. It never ends. Until one of two things happen. One, you die. Or two, the Lord Jesus Christ returns. And as we go through our text today in Philippians chapter 3, I just want you to remember that we are all in a race. Turn to your neighbor and say, we're all in a race. I I want you to say that. God did not put you here to be a professional critic. Not why he put you here. He didn't put you here so you could sit up in the stands. He didn't put you here to whine or complain or argue with people or twiddle your thumbs. He put you here to run a race and run in such a way as to win the race. I'm going to give you four words, four principles, four guidelines, four pictures, four steps. Here's step number one. Write this down. Assessment. Assessment. The Apostle Paul, who wrote this, he begins by taking an assessment of his life. And every one of us needs to take an assessment of our life. In Philippians 3, verse 8, Paul explains the greatest decision he ever made in his life was to become a Christian. 
If you know anything about the Apostle Paul, what his life was like before he became a Christian, he was a protector of the Old Testament law. He did not believe that Jesus was God's Son. In fact, he believed that Jesus was not the Messiah to the degree that Paul went around and persecuted the church. He actually killed Christians. He tried to single-handedly destroy the church of Jesus Christ. This was before he got saved. In Acts chapter 9, if you know the Bible, he was on a road uh, leading to Damascus, and he was, he was on a road trip, and the purpose of his road trip uh, was because he wanted to kill Christians. And on this road to persecute the church, he is struck down by a bright light, and he meets Jesus that day, and he becomes a believer He's, he's converted, and he gives up everything in his life, his friends, his religious beliefs, his reputation. He gives up everything and becomes a follower of Christ at great cost and at great expense. He didn't complain about what he gave up. He saw it as a badge of honor. He saw it as a blessing in his life. Philippians 3.8, he writes these words, I consider everything a loss compared to to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I might gain Christ. Now, we tend to hold on to the things of this world because there's so many things in this world that we just, we hold on to, and these things, many of them keep us from living the life that God truly wants us to live. Because we think that these things have great worth and great value. Many of us could be so much better Christians if we just gave these things up, but we just can't do it. Paul said everything that he gave up in order to know Christ, it was worth it. In fact, he says, all these things that I thought were valuable are nothing but rubbish. Let me tell you, there is nothing more important than knowing Christ. Now, I want you to write this down. At the time, at the time, write this down. This is approximately, he he was approximately 30 years old when he became a Christian. So for 30 years, the first 30 years, he does not believe in Jesus. But when he gets to be 30, somewhere around there, he he meets Christ there in Acts chapter 9. Are you with me? Now, when he writes Philippians, he's around 60 years of age, approximately. Now, for all you USC fans, how long has he been a Christian? How long? Approximately 30 years. I want you on your piece of paper to write down how long have you been a Christian. Just write it down and circle it. It might be three years. Maybe you've known the Lord for 10 years, 20 years. For me, I've been a Christian for 54 years. I know I don't even look that old. (laughs) But 
I, I was eight years old when I became a Christian, and I've been following the Lord for 54 years. That's my number. You might be 60. You might be 65. Maybe you're not a Christian here. Well, then you just write down a zero because you're not saved yet. But I want you to write down on that piece of paper, how long have you been following Christ? Look at that number. Every one of you should know how long you've been following Jesus. Now, when you come to verse 12, I want you to remember this, that when Paul writes this, he's been serving the Lord for 30 years. And as he looks back over these 30 years, he makes an assessment on where he stands at this moment. And he says, not that I've already obtained all this or have already been made perfect. He knows he's not perfect, but I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. In other words, he says, I know I still have a long ways to go. And then he says in verse 13, the first half, brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. That's his assessment. In other words, Paul has been striving for 30 years to be like Christ. And his honest assessment, as far as where he is in his Christian walk and in this race, he's saying, I'm not there yet. I, I'm not quite what I want to be. I'm not quite where I should be. He's looking backwards over the last 30 years. Oh, he's made a lot of progress, but he's not where he needs to be. And I want to ask you here today, as you look down at that number, how old, how long you've been following the Lord, I want you to make an honest evaluation on where you are in your Christian walk. You say, compared to who? Well, not compared to your spouse, not compared to your neighbor, not compared to your pastor, but where are you compared to Jesus? Side by side with Jesus, because Jesus is the goal. The goal is for you and I to be like Jesus. Your actions, your words, your thoughts, your attitude, your love, the way you live, are you a lot like Jesus? Are you a little like Jesus? Are you nothing like Jesus? Or are you just like Jesus? The point is to make an honest evaluation on how you're running this race called Christianity. Now, whenever we cycle, we have on our bicycles, we, have this, we put a little computer on our, on our bike. It just kind of clicks in. And uh, this is a Garmin GPS. And every time we ride, we, we have this little computer on our bike. I also have a heart monitor, right? And so it measures and records. This thing measures and records everything we do. It records where we go. It records uh, how, how, the feet of elevation. It records the distance. It records my heart. It tells me, it records every time my heartbeat, it records. When we're finished, we plug it in or it uploads by Bluetooth into a, an app called Strava, S-T-R-A-V-A, Strava. Strava is Facebook for cyclists and runners. So when we're finished, we plug this in. And all of those numbers that it records goes up on a screen. And you can see the total distance. You can see how fast you were going. You can see the number of feet that you climbed. 
you can see how many times your heart beat and how many minutes you spent in the red zone. And then it compares you to everybody else. I wish sometimes we had something like this to measure our spiritual walk with God. We don't have anything like that to measure how good a Christian you are because you can't measure the Spirit of God. But you can ask, and you can measure, and you can record some things like, do you read your Bible consistently? When was the last time you led someone to Christ? Are you involved in a life group? How's your quiet time going? Are you currently volunteering using your gifts at the church? Are you serving? Are you worshiping? Are you loving towards your spouse, towards your family? Are you praying for your enemies? Paul takes an honest assessment and he says, as he looks back, he just says, I'm not quite where I need to be. My second point is this, write this down. It's the word adjustment. First you make an assessment, then you make an adjustment. It speaks of a change of direction. It speaks of not being satisfied with where I am. It speaks of I could do better. I think I need to make an adjustment. So look at verse 12 again. He says, not that I've already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but... I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Verse 13. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing. Oh, there's that phrase. Everybody say one thing. Everybody say one thing I do. He says, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I want you to write that down. He forgets what is behind. In other words, he stops looking to the past and he starts looking to what is ahead. Do you see the change of direction? He does make an honest assessment. Pay attention. He doesn't deny his past. He doesn't cancel his past. He doesn't ignore his past. But he turns from his past and he turns towards the future. Oh, this is what I love most about Christianity is that every day is a new day. Every day is a new beginning. Every day when you wake up, yesterday is in the rearview mirror. Today is a new day. Why, yesterday, you could have been the biggest hypocrite in Los Angeles. Yesterday, you could have been the world's worst Christian. But today, when you wake up, today is a new opportunity to turn your life around. It's called an adjustment. Everybody say adjustment. I truly feel sorry. I mean, I mean, I feel sorry for so many people that are stuck, tied to their past. So many people living miserable lives because something in your past, it might be a past relationship, it might be a past mistake, it might be a past heartache, a past injustice, it might be a past failure. You need to shift 
your thinking and your purpose and your direction and your vision from backwards to forward. Imagine that you spend your entire life today looking in the rearview mirror, trying to move forward while all you do is look in the rearview mirror. Well, I will tell you, if all you do is look at the rearview mirror all the time and you're trying to move forward, that's going to end in disaster for you. You're going to consistently trip. You will never reach the goal where you're supposed to go if you're always looking in the rearview mirror. You will never overcome your past by simply looking at your past. You will never get to where you want to go. You will never get to where you need to go if all you do is look at the past. As I read my Bible, the Apostle Paul persecuted the church until he met Jesus. And then Jesus sent him off in a different direction. Zacchaeus was a thief, a crook, a sinner. His entire life, he robbed people, he cheated people, he lied to people. And one day Zacchaeus met Jesus. And Jesus turned his life around and sent him in a different direction. The Samaritan woman was married and divorced five times. And now she's living with the guy. She's actually living with the guy that she's not even married to. And one day, the Samaritan woman meets Jesus, and Jesus turns her life around. Even the thief on the cross, when Jesus hung on the cross, there was a guy next to him that was literally being executed for his crimes, and he met Jesus, and Jesus turned his life around. Listen, yesterday is gone. It's behind you. Tomorrow is never promised. All you have is today. I once read, oh, this guy, this guy was a world-famous philosopher. You might have heard of him. His name is Anonymous. <laughs> and he said these words, the past is history. The future is a mystery. Today is a gift. And that's why it's called the present. Oh, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. It's okay to know your past. It's okay to understand your past. There is no need for you to deny your past. You don't even need to cancel your past. But it's wrong to dwell in your past. You need to make an adjustment and look to the future. Warren Wiersbe, who was a Bible scholar and a commentator, I love this quote. He said, your past is the rudder to guide you. It's not an anchor to drag you. We must learn from the past, but do not live in the past. You know, there's so many verses in the Bible that talk about repentance. And repentance means to turn your life around. Repentance means that you're living a life of sin and you turn from that sin. And, and I will just say, if you're here today and you're engaged in any kind of sin, I don't care if it's big sin, little sin, any kind of sin, if you're engaged in sin, the Bible calls you to turn from that sin, to repent from that sin. But in this context, he's not talking about turning away from sin. Paul is simply looking at his Christian walk, the way he lives for God, and he's just making an honest assessment, and he's simply not satisfied with where he is. And he's simply saying, I'm not where I should be, 
And what I want is I want to know Christ and I want to know Him more. So step one is an assessment. Step two is adjustment. But step three, now watch this, it's advancement. It's not just turning. He actually wants to advance. Let's look again at verse 12. He says, not that I've already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on. Everybody say, press on. You know, he's not just turning, he's moving forward to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. And brothers, he says in verse 13, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, and I'm not just turning, but I'm straining toward what is ahead. And then he says these words again in verse 14, same words that he used up in verse 12. He said, I I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. He is in it to win it. He doesn't want a participation trophy. I got in the race. (laughs) There I am in last place, but I'm in it. Where's my trophy? No, he is in it to win it. There's two things you cannot miss. Number one, he's specifically focused. His eye is on the prize, to know Jesus and to know Him fully. Now, I know Christopher Columbus, for many people, some of you don't like Christopher Columbus, but he's kind of known as the guy that discovered America, although we know he did not discover America. There were people here, but when it it says that he discovered America, it just means that he landed on the shore. And, And we say he discovered America. Well, there's all kinds of America he never saw. But he did see the shore. And it's kind of like that with Jesus. Well, I know Jesus. Let me tell you, there's a lot more about Jesus you can know. Well, I met him. Yeah, I know you met him, but there's so much more. And Paul says, I want to know Christ, and I want to know him fully. I want to live every day living for Jesus. He doesn't have time to dwell on his past. Do you know how bad his past was? Do you know how bad his heart hurt that he had destroyed the church of Jesus Christ? Do you know how many Christians he actually literally killed? How many Christians he sent to jail? Had beaten? And how many times his mind must have gone back to that time where he was wrong and he was destroying the church? Be sure to join us next week as Pastor Dudley continues with today's message here on Lift Up Jesus. We hope you were blessed by our program today. If you are in need of prayer, we invite you to call us at our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. Our Lift Up Jesus phone counselors are ready for any prayer requests you may have at this time. You can also contact us right now if you'd like to receive a copy of today's message on either CD or DVD. Our number again is 888-818-4777. For more information about Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Shepherd Church, or this ministry, be sure to visit our website, liftupjesus.com. 
It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every week. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. We see about 10,000 messages every day. We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. We're literally being overwhelmed with information. That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, One Thing, Rediscover a Simpler Faith in Our Complicated World. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of Scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, One Thing. These scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. What if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there, and this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today and get your copy of One Thing, the book that could finally change everything. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us again next week at this same time as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.